is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today we want to talk about pricing, specifically the pricing of your competitor. So how does that help you to optimize your business to increase your sales? That's the question we want to talk about today. And with me, I have Burg Tanier. He's the CEO and co-founder of pricing.com. Pricing.com is a competitor pricing tracking and dynamic pricing software. So we will dive more into this topic and get started now. Hi, Burg. How are you today? Fine, Klaus. Well, thanks a lot for having me and thanks a lot for the nice introduction. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. Cool. Glad to have you on the show. Now, talking about pricing, um, obviously pricing can be a com- conversion blocker if you're too expensive co- and you're not mm-hmm. watching what your competitors are doing. So they're underbidding you or doing some other things. And therefore, you want to keep this in mind. My understanding is that you came up with a solution to this and helping um, merchants with that. Give me a bit of a background where you're coming sure, from. Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. Well, just, just as you inter- introduced in the beginning class. So we help merchants and mostly Shopify merchants with competitor price tracking. So like before us really building this app and, you know, marketing this app, the merchants were already doing something around this. So they, they rather, you know, you know, did all this manually by themselves or they maybe hired juniors, interns, etc., just to scout for the competitors' websites. They did all this, you know, heavy lifting of copying and pasting, you know, competitor price points into an Excel file. Then they were actually crunching those numbers on, you know, huge Excel spreadsheets. So we essentially decided to automate all this, you know, repetitive competitive pricing intelligence process. But also on top of that, as you just mentioned, the conversion part, like we helped them to, then come up with optimum price points, competitive and profitable ones, so that, you know, all the other, you know, conversion game plan of the merchant works seamlessly. So they optimize all the, you know, various elements of their funnel, like product pictures, I don't know, like product descriptions, etc. So all those really streamlines the conversion. But, you know, things might really tie down at the, at the price point level. So we kind of also unlock that part, hoping that the merchant is already doing a good job at other, other fronts. Obviously, it can be very complicated. As you said, working with spreadsheets, probably not the best way to do it, Mm -hmm. um, depending on how many SKUs, how many products your stores Mm -hmm. has and your competitor has. It it might be um, just overwhelming work to track all of these products. So how do you find out or what's the best way to find out if your competitor is more expensive or is cheaper Mm -hmm. or has Mm -hmm. the same price? What's the best way to, to show this? Like I said, I mean, we, we just took this Excel, let's say, uh, process into a web dashboard. So we have this Shopify app listed on our Shopify app store. So the merchants can simply install the app with a single click. And then we provide them a dashboard where they can see and import all their Shopify SKUs, for example, into a web dashboard of ours. And then we populate all the other competitor listings matching the products of the merchant. And then we provide actually... Uh, various levels of reporting. So one can be obviously a product level reporting. So they can see all their product prices benchmarked against their competition, uh, product by product. So they can see which of their products are, for example, like offering more competitive offers, uh, prices versus the competition, or on the contrary side, like which of them are not really that competitive. 
So, you know, the thing is that they can either take action at the pricing front. So, you know, we don't always recommend our merchants to actually decrease their prices to be the cheapest all the time. But maybe like if they already flex their muscles enough and set the best prices possible, then if they identify which of their products are most competitive, they can at least allocate their marketing budget towards that direction. So instead of, for example, like promoting unattractive products with unattractive prices, they could at least, you know, allocate more budget towards competitive offers so they can improve their return on investment, like marketing return on investment, marketing ROAS. So I'm, I'm not here to say that, you know, we bunch benchmark all the competitive prices and then actually force our retailers, for charge, force our merchants to discount. It's quite a contrary, like I said. So we actually at least provide them a competitive intelligence so they can act accordingly. And one other thing, Klaus, I mean, I, I, I really like to mention this aspect of competitive pricing. You know, we, we see this in some merchants. So when they just start benchmarking their prices against their competition, some of our merchants really notice that they are already underpricing their products. So like just because they just come up with this, you know, cost-based pricing approach. So they only have their cost of goods sold and then they aim at a particular profit margin. So say 10%, 20%. And they ignore the competition, but that price that's just calculated singly by by assuming the cost might be actually way below the market average. So after doing this competitive intelligence, we even help some of our merchants to increase their prices so that they don't really leave that much of money on the table. So they might still keep the, for example, cheapest price, best price, uh, let's say offer by even increasing their prices further. So this is actually the real hidden, I would say, value behind uh, competitive pricing intelligence. Yeah, I think I like the idea. I mean, obviously, if you're underpricing yourself, basically, or outpricing yourself, um, yeah. undercutting yourself there, problem for your revenue. And obviously, you should do revenue optimization there. And I think that's, that's the key there. It's not necessary, as I said, to be um, the cheapest on the market, to have the most competitive prices, Rather, either work on your offer, provide a better bundle, for instance, or an upsell that you get a pri better price out there. Now, how do you identify the products, sort of the same product with a competitor? Because they might just name it differently, have yep. different images, whatever. How is the process there? So the, 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 most, the most straightforward approach that we follow is actually relying on barcodes, if they exist, obviously, in the assortment of our clients. So if they, for example, carry... If, you know, there is this particular field on Shopify, which says barcodes. So if the merchant is filling them out like clearly and correctly, we can identify all the matching competitors listing the same product with the same barcode. So this is the most seamless use case of ours, which I would say cover about 80% of the cases where we, where we help merchants with. But in the other part, like 20%, there are some use cases where our merchant basically dives deeper into their market and does all this heavy lifting. So they actually provide us their competition listings. For example, this might be even uh, in the case where the, the, the client actually wants to benchmark their product prices versus similar competitors. So not necessarily the same exact same stuff, but you know, consider direct to consumer brands. So in their case, maybe they might not have a direct competition, but they might have competition in the same product category. So in that case, we also accept an you know, product import kind of format. So they actually provide us their own products, their competitors in a particular format. So we can import all that into our software and then do the benchmarking. Or in some cases really, which, which are stuck in between, we also offer 
kind of ad hoc product matching services, like semi-automatically, semi-manually, I would say. So we do this heavy lifting on behalf of the client. So we actually set up their account and you know the rest is fully automated. So, but I would say the majority of the use cases where we get involved are basically the, 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 the intersection of Shopify and Google Shopping, I would say. So merchants are basically already using those GTA and barcodes to publish their items on Google Shopping. So we use those JTINs. We also collect competitors from Google Shopping. So we provide that benchmarking seamlessly thanks to that. Now, when it comes to the pricing, is this um, or adjusting the pricing? Is this a dynamic option in your system or do you do have to manually, you go in and you see, okay, I want to adjust it. Mm-hmm. What, how does that work? Yeah, we, we, we totally offer the dynamic way and we actually encourage our merchants to rely on that because, you know, changing prices all the time, like dynamically in a manual way is also quite a cumbersome task. So, it's you know, it kind of creates additional headache to merchants if, if they actually take that route. But we obviously are okay to flex uh, ourselves in that direction. So there are two ways. So in one case, we can either just recalculate a better price point for a product and just offer this as a recommendation to the merchant. And then they can either apply this or not on their Shopify admin, on their you know CMS admin, or if they would like to autopilot everything, we also have that option. And they can actually, you know, we can calculate those new price points and trigger automatic changes on the Shopify front. But, you know, people, you know, are oftentimes uh, afraid of such automated changes because they, they might have probably read those horror stories where, you know, Particular products are listed just for one cents, one dollars on Amazon, so they made losses of millions. But you know, we we kind of also obviously have how to say blockers in that sense, so like uh, buffers, I would say. So we, for example, one one way to do that is also to help the merchant to set up particular uh, like thresholds of price discounts, increases, etc. So they can, for example, say, I would like to change my prices maximum for 10% automatically. If the recommendation goes above 10%, that should also fall into my, I don't know, confirmation or whatever. Or we also always encourage our merchants to be as profitable as possible while being competitive. So we can, for example, also let them set up rules by saying things like, I want to be 5% cheaper than the cheapest competition as long as I have 10% on top of my cost of goods sold. So if we ever, for example, get an unreliable competitor data, the merchant will then not be forced to match that ridiculously low competitor prices if it's not profitable. So as long as there are such, let's say, such buffers, I think automating things make more sense. Yeah, I think that's a very good solution. And obviously, you're helping there your clients on, on different levels. Obviously, you're helping with being profitable, uh, with having a competitive market, with obviously monitoring your competitors. Then you take a lot of work from them, from their desk, because mm-hmm. it's automated. And at the end of the day, a lot of shoppers nowadays, we know they do comparison shopping. They end up on your product detail page. Mm-hmm. You see them browsing around specifically when you go into the recordings, yeah. the user recordings, and then they, they leave for a while. They might come back and then you know exactly they just have opened another tab and they were looking True. around if they can find the same product somewhere cheaper. So therefore, it's important that you're bought on with your competitor pricing. Mm-hmm. Now, lots of stores nowadays are selling internationally. How does that work with different currencies? Do you support mm-hmm. that? Well, since day one, honestly, we, 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 we knew that the market would go in this direction. And we, interestingly, all, you know, Got, uh, got, got, got some clients early in the early days who are already selling internationally. So we already were prepared uh, in that direction, I would say. So 
since day one, we have been covering all currencies, you know, available in the, in the market. So we can also do automated co currency convergence, for example. So this is, for example, particularly useful in Europe, where you have Scandinavian currencies, where you have, you know, British pound, etc. So, for example, we can help a German, let's say German retailer, by benchmarking their German competitors plus Scandinavian competitors plus UK competitors in the single currency while all the other competitor prices converted like automatically every single day. So this, this really helps out, helps out to those merchants. And we also, for example, understand the need where the merchant might want to benchmark particular competitors in particular countries and reprice for that particular country. So there are, for example, some cases, I think this is, by the way, getting more and more, let's say, harder and harder because of regulations in European Union. But, you know, there are some retailers who are setting different prices for Estonia, for Finland, for different parts of the countries. But again, I mean, I think this is kind of a gray area, which is kind of getting against regulations because of the open market, blah, 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 kind of thing. But yeah, like technologically speaking, uh, that's, that's actually one of the use cases we also cover. What would you recommend to somebody who wants or thinks about um, starting using pricing.com mm -hmm. if they're approaching it? What's the timeline? What kind of recommendations would you give to get prepared to get started with that? Well, actually, I think that's step one. But, you know, Lucas, I, 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 I oftentimes just focus on step zero. So I really encourage merchants to at least think about the pricing thing itself. So without, without considering our software at all, Like I, I quite often see that merchants are really neglecting the field of pricing itself. So they focus too much on paid acquisition. I don't know, interesting, obviously relevant website optimization, you know, uh, projects, etc. But they oftentimes miss the importance of pricing. So like as step zero, I really encourage merchants to think about their pricing strategies, then see whether maybe a tool, an app could also improve their experience. So if they ever encounter our app and if they ever decide, you know, in, embarking on that journey, well, actually, we are quite, uh, how to say, into customer service. So if you ever look out for our customer reviews, et cetera, you will, you will like, I think in 90% of reviews, you will read great customer service, great support. So they should really leave uh, their, their, their actually like a flow to our team. We will get them onboarded with all their products imported automatically, all the competitor, you know, data collected. And we also are really helping them with those dynamic pricing rules, uh, like in day one. So how to set them up, you know, even strategically, not just technically. And after that, the nice thing about software as a service is that you just set up and kind of you can even forget spray and pray because it works automatically. So I, but all in all, I mean, I nowadays also marketing wise, we are focusing more on more into step zero without really marketing our, our company, our technology, we really try to make pricing, uh, the field of pricing as relevant as possible because you know you, you just invited me this, to, this, to this chat because you know that pricing matters for conversion, but strangely enough, like merchants still don't really know that. So this, this single conversation is even, a, even an attempt from my side in that, in that direction. Yeah, you're quite right. A lot of people think when it comes to pricing, the first thing that comes to mind is discounts yeah. and all of these things. So, and the, if you use pricing in the right way and you're 100% right, I think people underestimate the, the, the power of this. They can actually make more money. So they're not losing money. They're making more money by <laughs> watching their competitors and adjusting their prices and just getting a better offer out there. Cool. Where can people find out more about your service? 
Well, you know, we are listed on Shopify App Store if Shopify merchants are listening to us. So they can even type pricing like the, the field of itself and we will appear as the as the one of the first solutions. Or our company name is simply like pricing with just four letters of synchronization at the end. So P-R-I sync, like in synchronization. Or I'm also available on, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, quite active over there in, in the Shopify ecosystem. So yeah, I think it's easy to find. And you know, the nice thing is that if they ever write competitor price tracking, dynamic pricing on Google, you also appear on top. So I mean, I think we are quite easy to find as long as people really start thinking about pricing, as I said. Yeah, I highly can recommend that. I will put the links in the show notes and people can directly Thank go you. from there to Thank your you, website. Klaus. Thank you. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I think um, that's a very good topic. Um, a lot of merchants should really look into it and mm -hmm. start with level zero, mm -hmm. <laughs> thinking yeah, about yeah, pricing yeah. and then yeah, reaching yeah. out and getting it implemented. Thanks so sure, much. Sure. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers, and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store strategy, offer marketing, sales, and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program, where I show you how to remove the guesswork out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a Application-only program to apply, go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.